This is Father Kevin Hale with the homily for the Solemnity of All Saints, the 1st of November. We've just celebrated the canonization of Saint John Henry Cardinal Newman, the first Englishman, not a martyr, to be so recognised by the Church since the Reformation. As a saint, he may not have had the popularity of people like St. Francis of Assisi or Padre Pio or Therese of Lisieux. He never performed great miracles during his lifetime, and for the most part, he lived the life of an ordinary priest, doing ordinary pastoral work in the slums of Birmingham. But he did have an extraordinary intellect, which he used for the good of the church, especially theologically, philosophically, and in the study and promotion of the ancient fathers of the church. It was suggested to him that he lived a saintly life, and in putting pen to paper in typical fashion, he said, I have nothing of the saint about me, as everyone knows, and it is a severe and salutary mortification to be thought next door to one. And touchingly, he added, it is enough for me to black the saint's shoes, if indeed St. Philip uses blacking in heaven. Nonetheless, the Church thinks otherwise, and after careful deliberation and the approval of two miracles brought about by his intercession, John Henry has been declared worthy of the veneration of the Church. Because some considered him a saint during his lifetime, his barber, for example, used to save the strands that he cut of his hair, convinced of his holiness, Newman did not want there to be any relic hunters after his death, and that is why when they came to exhume his body so that they could, it could be venerated at the beatification when Pope Benedict came to England in 2010, they found no trace of his body because cleverly Newman had instructed that a mixture of earth and chemicals be used that would rapidly bring about the decomposition of his mortal remains. Some have argued that Newman was not a saint, and they cite the fact that during his lifetime he was overly sensitive, especially when criticised, that he was melancholic, that he fell out with members of his religious community, and that he was particularly attached and had affection for some people in his inner circle. All of which is to miss the point of what a saint is. A saint, and this is true of the vast majority in the history of the church, a saint is a sinner who has become a saint because saints are not born, they are made, they are forged by God in the crucible of his love. A saint is someone who gets to heaven. Last Tuesday, whilst I was in the West End of London, I made a visit to pray in the convent at Tyburn, by, just by Marble Arch, and I was reminded of the visit of Pope Benedict in 2010 when speaking just over the road in Hyde Park. The Holy Father said, Not far from here at Tyburn, great numbers of our brothers and sisters died for the faith. The witness of their fidelity to the end was ever more powerful than the inspired words that so many of them spoke before surrendering everything to the Lord. In our own time, the price to be paid for fidelity to the gospel is no longer being hanged, drawn and quartered, but it often involves being 
dismissed out of hand, ridiculed or parodied. And yet the church cannot withdraw from the task of proclaiming Christ and his gospel as saving truth, the source of our ultimate happiness as individuals and as the foundation of a just and humane society. God has arranged his church and our salvation in such a way that it's carried out in human circumstances and in ordinary ways. God calls us to be saints, not angels, because saints are flesh and blood and angels are pure spirit. Personally, I find some comfort and encouragement in some words of St. John Henry Newman, who, though a cardinal of the church, was first and foremost a priest, a pastor. His understanding of the truth that we are human, yet called to be saints, is expressed in a celebrated sermon. Had angels been your priests, my brethren, they could not have sympathised with you, have had compassion on you, felt tenderly for you, and made our allowances for you, as we can. They could not have been your patterns and guides, and have led you on from your old selves into a new life, as they can, who come from the midst of you. Today's feast invites us to look up, to take our gaze away from all the things that keep us looking downwards at the earth, and look up, and to see as we see the stars on a clear autumn night, the saints who live with God, that we be inspired by them, take them as our models, and use them as friends, intercessors before the throne of God, and especially she who is our mother in heaven, the queen of all the saints. Today we come to Mass rejoicing that the saints are in heaven, that St. John Henry Newman is already polishing the shoes of St. Philip. But the real purpose of all saints is to make us realise that there is only one real sadness in life, and that is not to be a saint, not to reach heaven. Let's not miss the opportunity. Let us pray. Almighty, ever-living God, by whose gift we venerate in one celebration the merits of all the saints, bestow on us, we pray, through the prayers of so many intercessors, an abundance of the reconciliation with you for which we earnestly long. Through Christ our Lord. Amen.